Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is. The good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 49, is called, Here's Why an Escalator Can Never Break. You know, we all have different gifts, and it's really a blessing of God that in a marriage, for example, he gives the husband and the wife different gifts. We have different strengths. We have different weaknesses. And so together, we're better than we could ever have been apart. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I have certainly found in my own marriage that that is the way it is. We are so much better than we would have ever been apart. Now, she may have drawn the short end of the stick, but still, wow, you know, put us together and I think we complement each other in many, many ways. One of my wife's strengths, notice I am saying that it is a strength, is that she is able to anticipate a great deal of difficulty. And so, theoretically, we could get ahead of it a little bit. A while back, she was pretty sure she heard something with regard to the brakes on my truck. You don't hear that squeal? I tell you, there's a squeal there. Well, I didn't really hear the squeal. And then, of course, she anticipates trouble with my hearing. You're not hearing that? What is wrong with your ears? You may need to go get your ears checked. Well, I kind of hear everything I want to hear right now. And she may be right about needing to go get my ears checked. But I talked to a guy recently whose chihuahuas, he has three, developed a taste for a hearing aid, kind of like a dog chew that had been laid out on the table. And so far, those little guys have chewed up two of his quite expensive hearing aids. I don't want to do that. I don't want to take a chance on choking any dogs. And I don't want to take a chance on choking our family budget. And so I'm really not planning to get my ears checked yet. I can see that that could down the line be something I would need to do. So far, I really don't think I do because I usually carry earplugs with me just in case things get too loud and I want to retreat just a little bit. And so it's not that big a problem yet, but I appreciate my wife letting me know that it could be down the line. A while back, she said, you know, I think there's something with our water that is not right. Now, she didn't mean the taste of the water. We are on a well, which is generally quite a blessing. We have a 10,000 square foot yard. Not having to pay city water prices is a blessing. Our house was one of the first houses up here. It had a well. And so now you can't drill a well in our community unless it's for your heating and air conditioning, geothermal kind of thing. But we have a well, and I'm so thankful for that. But she said, you know, I think there's something wrong. It turned off on me. The water in the shower really turned off or at least greatly lessened for a while there, and I think we've got a problem. I honestly didn't want to know about it. Because I had a list of problems already that I needed to look at, uh, some of them including, of course, house kinds of things or car kinds of things, lots of things that just need to be checked and worked on and whatever. And I know this, I didn't want to add something else to the list, but she was right. Yes, she usually is. 
And so we had to replace a part on the well that turned out to be not that big a deal at all. And the water is a whole lot better. And I'm thankful for that. But she has this gift about foretelling the future and saying, oh, hear that gurgle? We better get that line run. I think that sink's about to stop up. And I don't even want to know it yet. But she's probably right. And so sometimes things break. Some of us are more willing to look ahead and say, yeah, I think that thing's going to break. And maybe you ought to do something about it a little quicker. That doesn't seem to be a gift that I have. We'll talk about that in just a second. A little bit of an ad here. I would love it if you would take a little time and run over to my website, www.curtisshelburn.com. I've told you before that we recorded not that long ago a wonderful album. I think it's wonderful. It's not just me. It takes an amazing number of people to produce something that you really are proud of. And to get that music album out there, it just takes a whole lot of work and a whole lot of effort, and it's worth it. But it's not easy. It is, I've told several people, some of the most fun, hardest work that I've ever done. I'm so thankful to Daryl Bledsoe, my producer, who has done such a good job with me on the four albums of music that thus far we have come up with. I'm so thankful for Steve Dady and the Sunset Boulevard Studios. Steve is an amazing engineer, and he does some wonderful things with the music that we're able to record up there. I'm so thankful for the guys that have played on these albums and the musicians, most of them, two of them now were done at Nashville, the others uh, in North Carolina, Amarillo, etc. We've put together a lot of wonderful, wonderful talent to put these albums together. And I don't think there's a one of them that you wouldn't enjoy. Let me just tell you that the newest one right now that is out is called Almost Home. And I hope it reminds all of us about the beauties that will come when we go to be with our Father. I hope it reminds us of the hope that we have right now because we are, however old we are and however long we go, we are almost home as citizens of God's kingdom. I'm thankful for that. And I hope this album is filled with hope. I think you'll like it. I really do. There's some samples there on the website. There's some samples of all the albums on the website. And I'd love for you to just take a listen to some of those. www.curtisshelburn.com. I sure do appreciate it. And now, let's focus on faith. The late comedian, I think he'd poke fun at that description, Mitch Hedberg was like a lot of modern comedians. He was at his best and funniest when he was telling jokes even my grandmother would find clean. I've often wondered why guys like George Carlin, one of Hedberg's mentors and a master at mining the nuggets of fun embedded in so many of our common English words and phrases, felt a need to dredge down into the gutter when their clean stuff was so much fun anyway. I found a Hedberg joke recently that fit my situation as I'd spent a lot of time messing with broken stuff. If the stuff on the fritz had been more like escalators, I'd have been fine. Hedberg wisely notes that an escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. Consequently, he says, you should never see an escalator temporarily out of order sign. 
The sign should just say, Escalator temporarily stairs. Sorry for the inconvenience. I like the logic. I finally replaced what was once a nice kitchen faucet, but had been frozen and calcified by our hard water. The old and the new faucets were quite similar. Both of them cost twice what I thought they should, and if I'm lucky, it'll take the same nine years or so before this one meets the same fate. Instead of replacing it, if I had taken Hedberg's wisdom, maybe I should have just relabeled it as a fountain, an immovable water feature. From the faucet, I went to the lawnmower. I thought I just bought that thing. Yeah, I looked back at our records. Six years ago, I just bought it. I noticed that now. But it's been unwilling to start. So I got out the wrenches. I pulled stuff off. I squirted carburetor cleaner into various holes and jets. I got gas all over it and me and pulled the cord, which I'd fixed after I'd pulled it earlier and it pulled out. And voila, the mower lives. Maybe I could have saved time by just calling it a push cart, gluing a basket on the engine and buying a new mowing machine. Nah. I will admit that there's a certain amount of pleasure in getting to a time in life when if the mower breaks and you don't just label it as a push cart and you decide you just are tired of it and you want to buy another one, you give this one to someone who needs a mower and is willing to work on it. You pass this one down to a son who needs a mower or whatever. I admit that there's a certain amount of pleasure that comes from actually being willing to let the thing stay broke, at least as far as you're concerned, and just going and buying another one. But I also know there's a certain amount of pleasure that comes from actually fixing something and not just labeling escalators stairs. But the list of stuff I'm supposed to try to fix just seems to keep getting longer. I'm afraid too many of my sermons could do with some fixing. The kind Hedberg was thinking of when he said, I'm going to fix that last joke by taking out all the words and adding new ones. That kind of fix might help this podcast today, too. Some things are sadly very hard to fix. I know some folks with calcified hearts that I wish I knew how to fix. Fixing a faucet turned to stone is easier. I know some folks who've lost their spark, whose joy is on the fritz. Fixing a mower is easier. We're all broken in one way or another. I know that. I hope we know where to go for the only real fix, the cross. Jesus' sacrifice made one time for all time forever. No expiration on this warranty. No worries that the fix itself will go bad. No pseudo-fix, just relabeling brokenness. Done. Fixed. Forever. For real. Forgiven. Empowered. Wow. Well, thanks again for joining us on this Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. I am so glad you chose to join us, and I hope you'll come back and spend some time with us again. If you like it, why don't you tell some friends about it? Sure would appreciate it. Have a great day.